This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Dell Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. It's time to talk about the 2023 Auburn football season. Jared, it's here. We're ready. I'm hyped. Got a new coaching staff. There's a lot of optimism around the whole, just everything. And then not to mention, you know, selling out season tickets, uh, lots of new transfers, lots of new faces. You can just feel that, that this team is in a much better spot this year than where Brian Harson and his staff left it last year. Um, What's your thoughts on overall for this upcoming season and approaching it? And we're less than a couple weeks away from actually seeing some football. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely more excitement going on. I mean, I think, you know, there was a mixed bag Harson's first year, but it was a new coach and everybody gets excited about that. But last year was just really a train wreck after mm-hmm. what had happened in the off season. So um, not, not a lot of excitement last year, definitely a lot more excitement going on. I mean, we sold out season tickets, like you said. Um, you know, that's pretty big. I mean, we haven't we haven't had a good year the last two years, and to be able to do that, that shows you the support that you can get at Auburn football. And um, I'm excited to get it going. I, I think that from a you know the only thing we can look at right now is recruiting, and from a recruiting standpoint, I'd say they've done probably about as good as you could do. Yeah. Um, got got more work to do, but so far so good. So the next step is what's the product on the field and you know, we're going to find out in about, we're going to find out here very soon. Um, yeah. And so I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially, you know, when Auburn announced Hugh Freeze, there was a lot of, you know, and it's you know, to a lot of people a little concern just because of his past at Ole Miss. And I think some of those concerns so far, this is obviously preseason. We haven't actually seen a game under Hugh Freeze, but it's slowly kind of been pushed, pushed away. Uh, just because of how adamantly and fervently he's going after recruits. Um, and I think that's where it starts. And it starts even with this 2023 season because he brought in a lot of transfers. I think I saw a number between the end of last season and this season, there's 37 new faces. So that's from the new class, the new freshman class, but then also the new transfers coming in. And that's a lot of changeover for this team, which, you know, that that's for Auburn. We definitely need that. We need some change. We needed um, some more talent that could take things over. For example, you know, the big topic, Peyton Thorne announces starting quarterback, transfer quarterback from Michigan State. So you bring in a guy that is going to be a starter and we're assuming will make a big impact uh, just based on his track record. Uh, at Michigan State. So, Jared, let's start there. Let's start with the quarterback situation. Where are you kind of generally thinking before we dive into the specific games? What's your thoughts on the quarterback room and what that looks like? I, I mean, I really don't know what to think. I don't know anything about Peyton Thorne other than the fact that, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. I think in 2021, he had a really good year, 10 or 11 wins. So, uh, last year wasn't as great, but I think at the end of the day, I think what probably won him the job was how his his dedication to the playbook. Um, I mean, Freeze said in the scrimmage there were a couple of miscues, and they were because 
Peyton was ahead of the defense and the receiver was not. Mm-hmm. And so different, you know, we got to get that cleaned up. But I think that shows the mental – there's so much that goes into being a quarterback, right? Like Tom Brady – physically should not be the greatest of all time right <laughs> i mean you, I mean, you, you have the honest. the classic image of him like what is it right out of college and you look at him and you're like he's just an average joe schmo not even he is. like you don't even see a six-pack or any chiseled nature of his body nothing but he was a maniac in the film room and being perfect and peyton was the same way i mean peyton doesn't have a strong arm but he knew what you were going to do before you even knew it on the defense so i guess my whole point i'm i'm, I'm rambling here but I think that's what won him the job. Now, Robbie's ceiling is so much higher, right? But I think Robbie uh, probably missing some more of the game management aspect. Mm-hmm. So, But I will say, I mean, I, I think Hugh, Hugh came out, correct me if I'm wrong, today or yesterday, he came out and said that Robbie had his three best days of practice after that announcement. Yep. And, and you really want to see that. Yeah. Well, and, and you look at the SEC – in particular, and just Division One college football, you need a backup quarterback because I forget the statistics. It was it was in a a pretty decent chunk. It wasn't fifty percent, but it was somewhere below that. Of second quarterbacks had to come in and start a game. So you're looking at you know there's a chance, and we don't want that to happen. But in the case of Peyton Thorne, if he does go out, you've got Robbie Ashford right behind us. And that's that makes Auburn a better team because you're not, oh, crap, we don't have anybody behind Peyton Thorne. You're not worrying about that piece. Now you're saying Robbie Ashford is a solid backup to him. And even behind that, Holden Gariner, everybody talks about how good he can pass the ball. I still think it's kind of up for question of can he run an offense and command the, the team. But that's fine. There's time for that. Um, if you've got somebody like Peyton Thorne who has good experience, at the division one football level. Um, one thing that I, I, I'll just kind of mention this because when I think back to Peyton Thorne, his first season that everybody talks about as being so good, they had a strong rushing attack at Michigan state and Auburn by all accounts. And we know this dark Wes Hunter, uh, Cobb, uh, Alston. We've got a plethora of running backs, right? About like ready to go. And, that's the kind of scenario where Auburn can, if, you know, for some reason Peyton Thorne gets a little frazzled, we just, you know, maybe lean a little heavier on the run game, kind of give him some time to get back and uh, start getting back to himself. Um, so I think you're at a much better spot because in that second year at Michigan State, Peyton Thorne, he didn't have that great of a season. And that was because they didn't have as good of a rushing attack. And so he had to make some extra stuff happen from his arm so again i think this is a great fit for auburn and uh just from the backup role thinks i think we're at a much better spot than we were um even a year ago when you know we weren't even really even thinking robbie's gonna get a shot and then they yank tj finley was like three four games into the season and then we get robbie the rest of the season so all right, so that that's kind of like the quarterback discussion. I think there's a lot going on there. Um, one kind of interesting thing that I, it looks like T.J. Finley, he's at Texas State. I don't know if it's official, but like he's still battling it out for his starting position. Um, I hope him the best. I hope he gets that. Um, but it's just kind of interesting to now see you know potential you know former quarterbacks and where they're going and uh, what they're doing. Um, 
Let's also talk about uh, some running backs. So obviously Tank Bigsby got drafted uh, by the Jaguars. Uh, that was awesome. I've already seen some great stuff from him in the preseason. Uh, the running back room this year will be more or less kind of running back by committee and featuring Jarko West Hunter. Um, so again, with the whole Jarko West Hunter thing, not sure how many day and games he'll be out, but expect something. Uh, but the good thing is he is on the team and uh, practicing with them. So he should be back uh, very shortly. Uh, we got Demario Alston, who even last year st- showed some uh, you know, bright spots, even behind Jarquez and Tank. So that that's always good to see. We also brought in Brian Batie, um, who I think it was even just last year he ran for over 1,100 yards um, and had eight touchdowns, an average seven yards per carry. So if you look at those kind of stats, you're like – my goodness, like we have a loaded running back room. Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on the running back situation for Auburn and uh, how we can lean on those running backs uh, for this season? I mean, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the predominant driving force of the offense in the beginning. I I, I think you're right. I think uh, Thorne is, you know, he's going to get, he's going to keep drives alive by, making the correct decisions in the passing game. I don't think he has to be super explosive in the beginning. I think that the um, – I, 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 I'm a huge Jarquez Hunter fan. I mean, I probably even mumbled that he might have been better than Tank a couple of times. <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know that's really true, but the fact that I even think that is pretty telling. I mean, he's he's a stud. Um, and I think Damari Austin is like I, – I, I think he needs more of a lane created, but once he's got it, he's gone. I mean, he is so mm-hmm. fast. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Don't know anything about Jeremiah Cobb other than just he was highly recruited. Georgia wanted him. It came down to both of us. Um, and then Batie obviously did really well at USF. I mean, you just it's hard to tell with that conference change, but that you know he I think he led them in all purpose yards. So in that conference. So he's, he knows what he's doing. So we have, that is, that is our strength. We'll just say that, that, that position is our strength, I think. Yeah. And probably, and and probably our best, one of our better assistant coaches heading that up. So, I mean, that's why it's our strength. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, for a good running back core, I mean, we've seen it as Auburn fans. For a good running back group, even if you're great, you have to have at least somewhat decent of an offensive line. And Auburn has brought in, I mean... There was a streak over this offseason where it just felt like we kept getting every other day a new offensive lineman recruit or a transfer. And you're thinking, this is this is invigorating. This is something that other coaches, Harson and even Gus Malzahn, couldn't do. And now within a few weeks, it felt like Hugh Freeze and his staff were going after and getting top-level offensive linemen. Now, obviously, the question is, can – we you know, do the proverbial gelling and all that kind of fun stuff. But if they can do anything better than what we had last year, 
that's amazing. And even with our offensive line last year, think about it. We were able to somewhat compete when we just said, hey, screw it. We're not passing the ball because that's not working for us. We're going to run the ball. And even when we committed just to running the ball, you know, they did halfway decent. So this year, I'm slightly cautiously optimistic that they can do it and provide the amount of pocket time for Peyton Thorne to throw a pass. That's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. And I think we'll be able to tell that pretty quickly um, in this season. Let's also talk about some uh, wide receivers. Um, So just to name a handful of of them, there's plenty of them out there. We've got some really big uh, wide receivers, which if you followed Hugh Freeze for any amount of time, he loves a good, big, tall wide receiver. Um, That's what he's made his money off of. Um, That's uh, so we've we've acquired a handful of them like nick martiner who's six foot six um i'm blanking on some other guys we already had camden brown but oh um rivaldo fairweather like you're talking about guys that are at auburn i i would always think six foot two is tall as a wide receiver and we're getting guys that are six foot six six foot five that's hard i was a former high school defensive back if you got a guy that's you know six eight ten inches taller than you that's hard to defend. Um, so that that's pretty exciting. So Jared, wide receivers, what's your thoughts on them for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that excites me the most is kind of what you talked about, the height-wise. I mean, that's a that's a Hugh Freeze thing. I mean, he had DJ Metcalf. Um, he had several guys that Ole Miss, and they were all big, big, big guys mm-hmm. uh, and, and athletic. So it's one thing to be big, but they're big and athletic. And, you know, I don't – I mean, Shane Hooks, I don't – what is he? He's over 6'3", isn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, he he had the one-handed catch in the scrimmage that's kind of making the way around the internet. But you know, I think the big bodies, Camden Brown, I think these guys, that's just the style Hugh likes to do. And I agree with you. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be as accurate. You can throw that thing a little higher, and the DB can't reach it. And you know, if the receiver knows it's coming, it's un, it, it, you can't guard it because mm-hmm. um, it's out of their reach. It's got to be a good placement. And I really think that's where Peyton's going to – I think that's where Thorne's going to do really well. I think he's going to do those those smart head plays where he's going to put it at, you know, the back shoulder stuff, right? Right. That's um, unguardable if it's thrown proper and the receiver knows. So, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'm excited about our receivers. You know, I want to see – we don't hear much about – honestly, Javarius Johnson was probably our, our best receiver last year all in all, and you don't hear much about him. So, I don't I know. know. I I mean, I think maybe Tony – is it Tony Fair? I feel like they've been praising him, and that's the same position. So, has he kind of taken over? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, But, yeah, like you mentioned, Rivaldo Fairweather, he's technically a tight end. So, he's going to be matched up against some (laughs) linebackers. You know, I mean, we kind of joke, well, tight end, big whoop, right? But, I mean, tight end is really how Georgia's won two national championships with that guy they got there. So, Mm -hmm. you, you utilize them proper, it could be a huge mismatch. Yeah. I mean, six foot four as a tight end, you're, you have a, and he's fast. He can take like from Rivaldo Fairweather, from what we've been told, he can, he can be that big impact type guy that catches the deep ball and just takes, takes a gash. Like he can just keep going. And, and that's the, that's something that we've had in very small spurts, but it's been a while since we've really gotten uh, a good, tight end that can really consistently be essentially like a more of a a receiving tight end like him so 
that just gets me really excited about the the wide receivers um, and the tight end room. I think we've still got uh, Tyler Fromm and Luke Deal. Um, so, I mean, you, you've got some good tight ends as, as well. Um, so there's a lot to be uh, excited about for wide receivers. Um, and, and if you're looking back at some of the stuff that that's been coming out of fall camp, the wide receivers sometimes haven't necessarily been on the same page as the quarterbacks. I'm hoping now that they've named Peyton Thorne as quarterback, they're going to, instead of having to focus on, you know, making sure that they're on the same page with multiple quarterbacks, they're just going to focus on, Hey, you're right, Peyton, when you're seeing this, what are you going to do? And then the wide receivers and the quarterback can be on the same page. Um, and that's going to be key. Uh, so I do kind of expect some hiccups as we go uh, with this wide receiver room, because a lot of them are talented, but still I consider some of them unproven, at least at the sec level, uh, besides a handful of them, like Javarius Johnson and Camden Brown, um, who've, who've played for Auburn. Um, there have been a handful of wide receivers that have been injured. I think Coy Moore's name has been mentioned. Um, so it, it, it's kind of one of those things where by the time the season rolls around, I hope they're ready to go because we're going to need as many wide receivers um, as possible. Um, let's switch over a little bit to uh, defense here. Uh, our new defense is going to be under Ron Roberts as defensive coordinator. Uh, Robert spent the last three years at Baylor uh, as their defensive coordinator. Uh, he's kind of known for kind of simulating pressure and then also bringing pressure. Um, so there's going to be some times where it may look like we're about to bring the house and then everybody drops back and we only rush three. That's pretty, if you're on the offensive side of the ball, offenses, that, that's hard to kind of pick up on or what are they truly doing up until the ball snapped and you kind of see where the, if they're dropping back or they're bringing the house on you. So uh, I think that's going to be a big piece um, to start watching to see how the pressure um, gets added to the offenses because, as we know right now, offenses are running the show in college football. And uh, if you can throw that offense off by – actually bringing pressure or maybe dropping back into coverage when they think that you're not, you're at a pretty good spot. Um, so, you know, compared to last year, we were not very good. Um, scoring defense was, I think, 98th nationally. And that was a lot due to just our offense just didn't sustain drives and our defense had to be on the field so much. So um, I could take that with a grain of salt because I still think our, our defense was not bad last year, but because of how much they were on the field, it just doesn't show up on the uh, stat sheet. All right. What's kind of your thoughts of our defense, you know, switching over uh, to Ron Roberts uh, led defense. Yeah. I don't know much about him. Honestly, uh, he kind of created that style you talked about and Dave Aranda is the head coach at Baylor. And he basically, he taught Dave that style and Dave, you know, took that to LSU and they won that national championship so I, I don't know where their falling out was. I think that they're, they parted ways after this season. But, you know, Roberts created that defense that Aranda uses. And Aranda was kind of high on my list to replace Harson. So I think, you know, pretty highly of him. So I, I think the system works. I mean, Baylor had, Baylor had several really good seasons under Roberts. Uh, I don't think they were as great last year. But, you know, they don't get the talent there that we do. So I think that if you get the talent that he's going to be able to get at Auburn, really any – 
system that's worked in the past will work if you have the right players. But I, I think it'll really – I think in the beginning, while we have talent, we don't have depth. And so create they're, they're trying to create havoc, right? They're trying to confuse the offense instead of just man up and, and beat your guy. They're trying to create confusion. And I like that. I feel like I really feel like we've been too base mm-hmm. over the last few years. Um, and you got to do something different. Like even just as simple as – you know, I don't know – what it does, but you watch Georgia play, and you know, right before the snap, probably sixty percent of the time, their defensive line totally shifts one way or the other. Right before the snap, like in unison, mm-hmm. that throws the blocking scheme off, right? Yeah. And so simple stuff like that, I don't understand why we've not been doing more of that in the past, and I feel like that's what we're going to be doing this year. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and one position that you'll start to hear even more about is the jack. So think of them almost as like, you know, previous defensive schemes is kind of the edge rusher. But the neat thing about the jack is not only are they edge rusher, but they can also drop back into pass coverage almost as like a linebacker. So they have a kind of a dual threat nature of, you know, rushing the passer, stopping the run, and I guess the third one, you know, dropping back into pass coverage. So, you know, that's that's kind of a unique role to this offense or to this defense. Sorry, um, a couple of guys that that'll probably be filling in for that spot. It looks like Elijah McAllister, who's our uh, transfer from Vanderbilt. He's working on his PhD. Brilliant dude. Came to SEC Media Days, impressed everybody. Um, will probably be the starter, but if not, it looks like probably Jalen McLeod. Uh, will be that Jack uh, kind of position for Auburn. We've also got a handful of other guys that you're, you, you'll probably start to you know, remember, like the defensive backs, like DJ James, uh, one of my favorites. Um, he's a future NFL defensive back. He's going to be uh, just a key piece of this, as well as Jalen Simpson, uh, Nehemiah Pritchett, Keontae Scott, who's a, just an insane tackling machine. So, I think from a secondary standpoint, again, at a we're we're kind of increasing our seniority here even more, um, and and I think from a secondary standpoint, especially under a new defense, you need that experience. Um, so looking forward to that. In my mind, I don't know about yours, Jared. Probably one of the biggest question marks right now is the linebacker room because I've just heard so many different guys at linebacker and. I don't think we've necessarily gotten like a clear, this is our starting linebacker core. And then here's our second string. It feels like a lot of these guys are just kind of rotating in. Is that to me, that's slightly concerning just because not any, you know, two or three of them aren't really standing out, but maybe I'm just reading into that too much. What's your thoughts on, on kind of the linebacker room? Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you could go the direction you're going. I'm with you. I haven't heard a lot about them, and, and it has been a different person every time. So maybe you could be like, okay, that's not good. Or maybe you could say, hey, well, they're all, you know, can get in and get the job done. I, I, I've heard an uptick in uh, is it Eugene Asante. He was the yeah. 
transfer from North Carolina last year, and he didn't play a lot, but apparently he has really come on strong. So mm -hmm. I'm expecting some things from him. Um, you know, I think we uh, – I don't know if we ever even addressed it. You know, we got the transfer from Ole Miss, but we had that highly touted guy from LSU, and, you know, he, he had to leave the team, I think, for maybe some personal reasons. Um, so, you know, that, that creates a hole there that we probably weren't expecting and, and too late to fix it, right? So, um, you know – we're going to have to rely on the guys from last year, too. Cam Riley. Isn't it Cam Riley? One of yeah, our it, yeah, him and Wesley Steiner were some of the guys last year that stepped in at, at linebacker. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, expect, I think Cam Riley – I think Steiner's a hard player, hard-nosed player. I think Cam Riley has the, you know, God-given skill. To, if it clicks with him, he could be really good because he's kind of a bigger he, – he reminds me of a Carlos Dansby from the the length, length size of him. Mm -hmm. So, you know – I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, you need good line. You got to be able to stop the run, and that is a big part of linebacker duty. So we we got to be better than we were last year, and it is a little concerning. I agree with you. Yeah, and I'm sure they're because especially with a Ron Roberts defense, like many defenses, kind of that linebacker is the quarterback on that side of the ball, and you got to have vocal leaders as linebackers that get people set up in the right position and you know maybe they're 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 really starting to drill that down we just haven't heard what that's what that is up until this point but uh, I, I have faith that they'll figure something out it's just i think the the pieces around them i think will definitely help especially from a defensive back standpoint and the secondary we've got lots of guys who have lots of experience um, and even a lot of defensive linemen have played at Auburn or have played in the SEC. So that gives me some hope that the pieces around them will be fine. Now it's just a matter of the core of the defense. That's the linebackers, how they're going to do. All right, let's shift a little bit into uh, special teams. Uh, we've got for our kicker, Alex McPherson. Uh, he got a handful of uh, kicks last year. He finished out the season great. His last three uh, games of the season, he was six of seven field goals. And uh, I expect him to just take off. Um, I was just watching some preseason NFL uh, where his brother Evan McPherson uh, was kicking some some bombs uh, in the NFL. So uh, I'm sure Alex has lots of hope uh, for that. Um, and shout out to Anders Carlson. I was watching him. He had, I think just nailed like a 50-something yard field goal when we're recording this on Sunday. So uh, that's awesome. You can obviously see he's got the talent to uh, make it in the NFL. Um, so he can just be like his, uh, you know, big brother Daniel Carlson. So <laughs> that'd be if he turns out like that, that'd be a, a good uh, good thing. Absolutely. Um, for punter, we've got Oscar Chapman. Um, he'll be a senior this year. Uh, his net punting last year was ninth in the nation with forty two point three yards per punt so essentially net punt what that means is how far you kick it and then minus how much they return the ball um, so that's a very solid number um, and i'm sure it's something that even oscar is wanting to improve um, as you've seen i think this will be i think his third maybe fourth season at auburn and every year you're seeing improvement consistency we're not having to worry about is he going to shank a punt or just do something weird he's, he's going to punt the ball away. Um, so we have a lot of consistency, uh, from our punter, um, our long snapper, 
if uh, you've been watching any of the social media stuff, running with Reed, I love it so much. Um, those little segments that they do with him, running around asking people questions, it's amazing. So um, he'll be our long snapper. Uh, for kick returner, um, we've got Brian Batie. So that will be a new face for you. Um, he's also part of our running back core, but he is a kind of nationally recognized kick returner. Um, and I mean, even Hugh Freeze has just been blown away. He's he's like, yeah, this is going to be our guy. So um, I have high, high hopes for Brian Batie uh, returning some kicks. And uh, you know, I I every year I want to see at least one return for a touchdown. And Brian Batie has that potential, if not multiple, uh, throughout the season. Uh, punt returners, we've got Keontae Scott. Um, so he's another familiar face uh, for you. And uh, he's apparently, and I love this, uh, Hugh Freeze was asked, like, why he chose him or why he's leaning towards Keontae. And he was like, oh, he's just like a chill dude. He just kind of, you know, even killed, which if you're a punt returner, uh, and I've, returned like two live punts in a high school game. And I was a nervous wreck. Like the whole other side of the team was running at you. And you're like, first off, you got to catch it cleanly. And then secondly, make some sort of move. And then guess what? You're probably still going to get tackled. That's, that's pretty intimidating. And yet, you know, guys like Keontae Scott are still chill and kind of composed throughout that whole process. So uh, that's encouraging to me. Yeah, I never played football, but I, I call fair catches on the PlayStation. Like, I'm, that, I'm that scared. <laughs> so, hey, that's a video that, game. You got to risk it for the biscuit, you know? Well, that's, <laughs> just, that, just that extra rumble of the controller scares me enough to just wait <laughs> for the fair catch. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm too risky, especially in, in video games. I'm like, come on. Like, got to run it. Like, at least give them a shot. You never know. You never know with, like, a little spin yeah. move or a juke real quick. You cut it up. But that's the kind of you know potential that Keontae and Brian Batie have uh, with returning kicks and uh, punts. Those guys, they can do it. All right, Jared. Any other kind of final thoughts on uh, overall for this team? Our positions, new faces, and we got a lot of them. And I'm still getting used to them. Um, so as we go throughout the season, I'm sure we'll, we'll start uncovering more guys as they start to surface. Any other thoughts yeah, before we move on to specific games? No, not really. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we don't know a lot of these guys. It's basically, the only position that's been confirmed is Peyton Thorne, right? So we're speculating, honestly, on the others. So we'll know more about a game, you know, one or two games into the season. So we'll have a lot more specifics about each player. But uh, just, yeah, just excited and see where this thing goes. Yeah. All right. So join us back. We'll be doing probably another podcast. Uh, be published a little bit later they'll be covering the whole football season uh, going game by game uh, but in the meantime jared how can the people stay in touch with you you can find me on facebook under my name jared davis and uh, you can find me on twitter a-j-a-y-j-a-y underscore it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, 
It's what we do. War Eagle.